You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Oh, man, are we in for a treat today, uh, at least in my mind. We're going to be discussing Nomuru Nao Makumukaru, uh, uh, in other words, Comanche knife ambush tactics. All right, now buckle up as we wade into this world of plains warrior tactics. They boggle the senses with their viciousness and double befuddle the mind when one ponders how much pragmatic thought was placed into these brutal applications. Uh, by the way, whenever we, on our social media, we're never, we will never, never post any freebie video of this material ever. I mean, because uh, it's easy assimilation. And let's, let's face it, we're talking ambush. We're not talking self-defense. And we're talking historical recreation here. We want to make sure that uh, the wrong hands never play with this. And uh, I would also recommend if you'd like to lay your eyes on the, uh, the visual form of this, uh, you know, the text form of it, have a look at our blog, Indigenous uh, Ability. And there we, you can pretty much hear what I'm telling you right here, but also go into a little bit of uh, how we do a little bit of vetting before we make, let this fall into anybody's hands. All right. Now back to the ambushing here. In the plains and eastern woodland tradition, there was a premium placed upon what the early settlers called skulking, S-K-U-L-K-I-N-G. That is sneaky tactics, all right? Now, the low opinion that many of these settlers had of this skulking is a bit of sour grapes. Uh, as uh, we had a population of assumed savages, there were, not mine, with Stone Age weaponry in lesser numbers time and again turning the tide of larger and better armed forces. Now, this sour grapes opinion of skulking would eventually go on to become the sweet wine uh, of adoption, and a large part of the tactics of special war operations of, the, of groups the world over are using these same, uh, these same tactics of skulking. Amongst these tactics were you know, setting traps, meltaways, occasional touching, and again, we'll explore all these in detail another day, particularly in art, the siksika called namachkani, which is a particularly reckless and bold form of firearm disarming, both long guns and sidearms. Again, much more on this in a later day, and also the curious uh, motivation behind going in such depth and detail with it, according to the siksika. Now, one aspect of the Comanche knife ambush is the deliberate recklessness of it. The honor culture of many indigenous warrior societies asks, in some cases, demands that the warrior engage deep in enemy territory where they strip down arsenal, and in some cases, completely strip. I mean, some solo raids were conducted wearing only breech clout or less. Now, these deliberate reckless raids would gauge the warrior's bravery by how casually armed they were. Let you know how many uh, merit points you were getting for the bravery points. You know, firearms were often left behind. If it was a warlands culture, uh, shorter lances were used. In most cases, the breech-clotted warrior would enter enemy territory with nothing more than, let's say, a knife or a tomahawk, and in some cases, nothing. The proof of the bravery was what could be accomplished with little to nothing. So next time we're pondering how much gear and how good the gear is that we need to use, you know, it's often it's down to the grit, right? Well, the next aspect uh, to, of the ambush is obviously silence. I mean, not all deliberate recklessness was about bodily harm. Many tribes, my adopted Comanche in particular, made it a point of pride to steal horses from right under the very nose of the owner. There are myriad accounts of horses stolen from just outside Sibley tents, or in some cases, reins cut from a cavalryman's cavalry ankle while he slept. We must ponder this sky, uh, silent skillcraft that goes into getting that close to an enemy and approaching, and then taking a large animal not known for silence. I mean, I mean, this 
That leads us to the fact that a large part of the skulking and ambushing is the skill of Maui Kato, that is silent stalking. And there's an entire school of movement that inculcates silent or whisper quiet movement, both quadrupedal and on the feet, belly crawling, what have you. Now, we're not going to delve into the Maui Kato here, uh, just the end result of the knife tactic, but we must never forget that the Maui Kato skill itself is what allowed the ambush tactics to be applied in the first place. So in other words, if you're not silent, you can't do it. Now, we do cover the Maui Kato arsenal and drills and the on the Suaketu program, which is part of the, uh, will be folded as part of the black box curriculum. And as far as the physical demonstration of how many of these tactics we're discussing here in the Comanche Knife, again, that is on uh, Black Box 20, or also known as uh, RAW uh, 232, which was released March 1st, well, today, the day of the recording in this particular episode of the podcast. Uh, for more information on that, obviously head over to the website, extremeselfprotection.com, and have a look at that volume of Black Box 20 slash RAW 232, or look at the subscription service where you can get these complete uh, rough-and-tumble training templates that dropped into your home uh, mailbox uh, each and every month and uh, get on this path. Now, let's continue on. When we're talking about this uh, Comanche knife ambush, the offhand is key. That is the non-weaponed hand. When one thinks of knife tactics, there's a tendency to focus on the blade itself or the thrusting tip. What we find in Nao Makumakaru is the vital importance of the offhand. The idea was that the technology of the blade will take care of itself. That is, the edge will cut, the tip will pierce, whereas the offhand is what decides what and where the cut or thrust will be when applied. A mere sneak-up, grip-and-rip mentality is often assumed, but Nao Makumakaru, reality is addressed. I mean, long Long experience of hunting without firearms and lessons learned in ambushing itself educate that a surprised animal, human or otherwise, still has some movement as that initial uh, contact is made before the slice or thrust can be made. So there's always going to be a bit of struggle. It just happens. Poor placement of the offhand can result in a loss of animal control, which can mean stabbing or slicing one's own hand in that chaotic final second. Now, Nagumaku Makaru identifies five different offhand entries that ride the surprise and dictate what thrust or slice will be used and where. And it's very interesting. None of these have to do with that offhand reaching for the control up top. There's a kind of a, uh, what Filipinos might call sending uh, into this offhand. It's, it's fascinating to my mind how this is done. And it's really super impl- uh, simple and super smart and it removes so many of the defensive uh, 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 options that come whenever you have anyone who's kind of do that rear entry attack. And again, none of these uh, are mere reach and control. There's always a striking slash smearing sending aspect to them. Uh, the next concept in the knife ambush is something called mitsu. Uh, mitsu is essentially a one-to-one translation of the word near or, or, or close. But Nao Makamakaru, uh, mitsu transforms into the use of the body as a body-to-body control that acts as the third limb of the ambush. Uh, the offhand and the knife itself being the other two limbs of the three-pronged uh, ambush attack. The next concept is, uh, patronage of this word has a rising pitch at the end. It has a curious sound to it. It's kree. Uh, this kui is essentially a spinner, a spinning, or, well, it's not really spinning, spinner. It's, it's the aspect of the making, uh, turning the individual, the, the attacked person into the spinning top. It refers to the overall torquing aspect of the knife ambush. Now, this uh, spinning, or kui, takes this into account. The spinning is 
it's the pivoting that helps steal base during those final moments of the surprise. It can also help set up going uh, to the groundward position because so many of these are just not this mere slice and, and dice or thrust up top. How much force is applied, the spinning helps within it. It also helps prepare for mass attack if we need shielding versus an allied attack post ambush is likely. So if usually if you're going on enemy territory, there could be others around here and how it sets up immediately where you're using the individuals, the shield. Um, and last but not least, it takes into account the brutally pragmatic, often overlooked aspect of controlling and directing arterial, arterial spray so that one does not blind the self or perhaps even you get to use the plasma jet as an aid versus this possible allied attack uh, we just referred to. And that's the case is whenever you see many just static stock still ambushes, it doesn't take this aspect to uh, effect. If you think about artillery spray, you may be jetting into your own face, eyes, and mouth. So ponder if you, if you like that idea. Again, historical rate recreation is all we're talking here right now though we've delved into strategy here over tactics the you know the savvy between the uh lines listener here's that there's far far more to this than meets the eye to this aspect of warriorhood that was never meant to be seen coming Again, for the actual, if you want to drill the tactics, have a look at uh, Black Box 20 Raw 232 or our Black Box subscription service so you can jump on the rough and tumble uh, bandwagon or continue to listen here to the podcast if you just like the ears on experience of it. If you'd like to read more of some of the historical uh, insights of this, have a look at that indigenous ability blog. But other than that, though, this is historical recreation only, or we're not meant to be out there stalking and ambushing and all that violent noise. Take care of yourself, crew. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>